Hi, this is Monica Abbott, and I'm inviting you to be a part of the first annual MA14 Golf Tournament brought to you by Shields. We'll have golf, a silent auction, putting contests, and it all benefits scholarship opportunities for female athletes. Learn more at MonicaAbbott.com. Every once in a while, we have to bring out the big dog. Yeah. Oh, God help us. It's time for Danny Unleashed. <laughs> Sponsored by Eastern Roofing, where integrity matters. Go to easternroofing.com for more. That's right. You know, Easton Roofing is one of just a handful of con- uh, companies, uh, roofing companies across the country that the biggest invest when it comes to the commercial manufacturing of roofs, that they will work with Elevate, Gateco, Carlisle, JM. They only supply the very best roofing companies in Kansas City. They supply Easton Roofing. They can write warranties on commercial flat roofs up to 30 years. Like I said, there's only a handful of companies across the entire country that can say that. If you're a property manager, know that Easton Roofing offers turnkey solutions for you and your business. If you're a business owner or business manager, uh, let Easton Roofing put together the parking plan, schedule, safety plan, and warranty expectations all up front. No guessing with Easton Roofing, whether it's your business or your home. Easton Roofing has you covered online at EastonRoofing.com or call 913-257-5426. We're live here at Radio Row. Our coverage brought to you by Low T Center, T Pasquale Moore, Injury Attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, and Hollywood Casino. We welcome... Danny Klingsey out of the program. Danny, how are you, my friend? Doing just fine. Beautiful weather out here and the excitement of the Super Bowl permeating the community. So uh, how couldn't you be good? And it's been a great weekend with my family last weekend honoring my father. So uh, times are good. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about you guys um, with, with that. Um, and so it's good to have you back, buddy. And I hope everyone's doing okay. Everything was great. Uh, it, was, uh, it was more, you know, honoring and... It was, you know, the first 75 minutes of uh, the Klinkscale, Bob Klinkscale funeral was probably the best funeral uh, I've ever been to. (laughs) (laughs) All six six children get up there, all went wildly over the specified two to three minutes. All of them broke down at one point or another, and all of them were funny. So uh, it was good. It was yeah, and would you go 30, 35 minutes? No, I went about, I set the tone probably five, I guess. Okay. But okay. After, you, after you can't start for about 35 seconds, yeah. you just sit there and go, well, I, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Luckily, nobody yeah. could see Danny breaking down over his enormous <laughs> laptop. <laughs> no laptop up there. That's for sure. I also, also, I had to follow my mom, so that was like, yeah. are you kidding yeah. yeah. Anyway, rough deal. It was great. Well, good. I'm I'm, I'm glad it went uh, went well, and and uh, you know, sounds more celebration of life. Yeah. Uh, to things, which is great. Which yep. is great. If people don't know your uh, Danny's father, tell them what your uh, your your father. Uh, my my what dad is really really a fantastic American success story. He was raised in really horrible circumstances during the Depression. Uh, spent most of his childhood with almost no parental supervision whatsoever and under the Coast Guard and then he was a disc jockey and worked his way up and a news writer and then eventually became a anchor man, one of the primary anchor men on the ABC affiliate in Boston and uh, he was really good at what he did and he loved what he did 
And then he taught for 35 years at Emerson College, which is a very good journalism and communication school. And he spawned and helped out the careers of dozens of broadcasters. So uh, he lived a full and you know, wonderful life. And I said in my part, I said, and I think we were all honest. My dad was a larger-than-life figure. And I said, the best thing I can say about my dad that we probably can all wish we could emulate is Bob Klinkscale loved being Bob Klinkscale. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And, you know, so that was – that. it was great. He was, Dan- Danny sent me a, a video of – what was that? It was his first – it was an audition. First, and it was him. first audition. And like four or five guys. And it was like he was the – the pro and everyone else was just an amateur. It was so obvious from the first time that he was yeah. so much better than anybody else on that I tape. just discovered it while I was I was in charge of the photographs and all that stuff. And so I did a lot of digging around. And I just, it, this was just online. I'd never seen it before. It was like summer audition tapes, WBZ-TV, which was the NBC affiliate. And he was a writer at the time. And it was like a cold call type of thing for the weekend anchor job. And. He's, like, so good. It was like, why didn't he just go take send this to CBS first? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'd say if he sucked, I'll tell you that. But uh, it, it was amazing. He was great. So enough about that. Let's, let's talk about, uh, I'm sure he would be very happy to have me back talking on the radio about football. Well, good. Well, we're happy to have you back uh, talking on the radio about football. And what do you think of this game? What's your anticipation for how it's going to play out? As far as a pace, uh, tempo, what, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think all things are on the table in this game. I think this is a fascinating game. The only certainty I have was that when, when the Chiefs game, AFC Championship game concluded, I looked, looked at myself, not really, but I was sitting there going, there is no way in hell I am picking against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I am. I can analyze it to death. I can think about the pros and cons. I can have total respect for the San Francisco 49ers. And there's no way I'm going to pick against the Chiefs. And most people, I think, probably have gotten to that point. That's why I think we see 75-80% of people are picking the Chiefs in this game, even though they're a two-point underdog. And I think much of it is people just looking at, well, I did that before. No, I'm not doing it again. And many people just say it's Mahomes. But that's not just it, because they scored 17 points in the AFC Championship game. It's not just Mahomes. Now, he's your he's your trump card if you... You know, come down to the end, but their defense is great. They seem to have fine-tuned all the things that they didn't do during the regular season, both from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint. They shed all the riffraff and sent them to the bench or the IR or wherever, and they're just operating at a level that they're going to be really, really difficult to beat. Can San Francisco do it? Yeah, yes, they can do it. They're good. But it's going to take a special effort. One of the things I think the advantage they have is that they can win in more than yeah, one fashion. Absolutely. And the 49ers really kind of have to win a specific way to me. And that, and that is, I, don't, I think the Chiefs can win if they don't run the ball. I don't think the 49ers can win if they don't run the ball. Maybe I'm underestimating their offensive talent, but it seems there are more avenues for the Chiefs to get there than for the 49ers to well, get there. I agree with that, the way things are playing out right now, Saran. I, I want to get your endpoint on it, obviously, which you've given plenty of, but I want to talk about it. But anyway, okay. the uh, 
The 49ers have to do some things better than they've done in the two playoff games, and I think they're capable of that. They are capable of a better game than they've played in either of the two previous games. But they can't have Chase Young lollygagging out there, and you know he has to be the Chase Young that they traded for. Uh, they they have to have a defensive line that has millions of dollars and plenty of accolades and plenty of accomplishments in the past play like that. They have to do some things that they haven't done in the first two playoff games. Now, I guess if you wanted to be try to come up with a scary scenario for the Chiefs, you might think that a team as good as the 49ers might be ready to play a better game than they've played in the first two playoff games. Well, that's I think that's one of the fears that you have is that we're, we're looking at a, a situation here where, you know, um, you know the, the 49ers had a top five run defense all regular season, and they get beat up in two games, and now all of a sudden their defense sucks, right? Like, well, they can't stop the run. It's like, well, they they didn't for two halves, right? And everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, the Lions couldn't run the ball. The, 40, the 49ers contributed to that effort. You know, like like the, the the Lions may have thrown it and got sacked and then had to throw it again and throw it again, and they punted. They're like, well, they didn't run the ball. Well, it's because you, you can't just run the ball every down. And if you have success against the pass, if you fix whatever was going wrong there, because the Lions didn't just run the ball on every down. So if you have some success, get them into a long down and distance, then, you know, the, you, you take them out of what it is they're doing. So I always bristle. I always hate it when it's like, well, they quit. You know, the, the, like when one, one team, it's all about the one team screwing it up. Like, you're not giving any credit. The Niners played great defense in the second half against what was thrown at them. You know, and does anybody think they're going to see 35 carries uh, from from the Kansas City Chiefs running backs? Like, that's not happening. Right. And, you know, sometimes teams do screw it up. There's no there's there's no excuse. I, I can't even imagine what John Harbaugh is sitting around thinking when he looks at the stat sheet for his game and sees that he handed the ball off to his running back six times. <laughs> In an entire yeah. game where he was never behind by more than ten points, that's just that's just an abomination. Okay, I mean that's ridiculous. In the Lions' case, they got caught and passed pretty fast in the second half. I mean, the, so you know, then they were playing the fourth quarter in a mode where, well, we maybe have two possessions left here and we're losing. So, uh, so, so there, there's more explaining that than what the Ravens did. But I, I think the 49ers will be absolutely intent on running the football they won't quit unless they're down 17 or something like that which of course they just were and they came back and won but they're they're more suited the 49ers are far more suited to playing in front so if i was going to pick one player in this game for the 49ers to key what they're going to do because they they have to get something from mccaffrey that's got to be a given purdy's just got to be efficient he doesn't have to be great to me but Chase Young has the chance, has the opportunity to be a, a game wrecking style player. Nick Bosa brings it every game, you know, whether he has success or not, or that he gets handled. He, he, you know, he's coming to play. Chase Young, no, and so I think that's a key. And I think Fred Warner hasn't played his best football either. And so their their da- their their danger factor is there, but. As Curtis said, the Chiefs have multiple ways to win. Say the defense is doing a great job, and this turns into a, a dirty street fight, and then it's tied midway through the fourth quarter. Who do you like then? Well, obviously you like the Chiefs because then they have Patrick Mahomes. So uh, multiple ways to win was a very good way to put it by Curtis. Well, thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, good. <laughs> I just said, well, oh, thank, so, you. Oh, thank yeah. you. That's it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. They have uh, multiple ways to win. And, um, you know, I, I, I do think one of the things that goes, you know, bodes well for the Chiefs is I, I don't see them getting blown out. You know, like like blowouts usually come with defensive scores and so on and so forth. I, I don't see the 49ers getting on a roll and just hammering this Chiefs defense. I think that's why it's going to be so hard. They've been so hard to take out is you can't get on a roll against their defense. It's too good. And so you know you're going to be in a rock fight. And then not only do the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes to make the big play, but also the sphincter titans on the other team. Oh, God, we can't shake these guys. Right? What do we see when the Chiefs lose? When they go to Tennessee and lose, they get pummeled. And there's usually, like, things that, you know, start to get out of hand. It was the defense would get worked. This defense isn't going to get worked. So, like, Brock Purdy is going to have – if they're going to win, he's going to have to make plays, big plays late. It would seem like – Yeah, I I don't really see a scenario, frankly, where either team can run away and hide in the game. As much conviction as I have that the Chiefs will somehow figure out a way to win because the 49ers, for all their flaws in the two postseason games, they have put up points. And so I I don't expect even the good Chiefs defense, I don't expect them to do what they did to Baltimore. I don't. Uh, but I don't also expect the 49ers to get to 30 or something like that. I think this game's, well, I'm picking 23-22 Chiefs, so that, that's kind of where I think the game will be played. Because well, I'm... there goes that drama and build up and excitement. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk some Mizzou basketball. <laughs> to me, the path to the, to the route for the Chiefs would be two really costly picks by a young quarterback who's not been in this type of game before. But that the Chiefs don't, to your point, that's something they haven't done all year. But a team that consistently pressures the quarterback, at some point you'd think there's a decent possibility of that happening, particularly with a guy who's not been on this stage like this before. That's that To me, that's the best route to a, a, a route to a route is a couple of costly picks in their own territory. And the key to that is first down, you know, Kyle Shanahan, one of his imperatives imperatives is win big on first down. Yeah. And they have the capability to do that. Yeah, if they put Purdy in bad situations, what he has to think about is the fact that, and and Patrick Mahomes has embraced this this year, we can punt. Third and nine doesn't mean I have to, you know, throw into double coverage to try and get this first down. Uh, I I can eat it or throw it ahead of the sticks, and if the guy doesn't make the the yards after catch, Debo Samuel or whatever, then we'll punt. Uh, but you have to have the faith that their defense is going to be better than they they've been in the two games. And, and to your point, if the Chiefs run the football, I don't, I don't see any path. <laughs> I don't see any path to victory for the 49ers. If Isaiah Pacheco, you know, I saw one of the talking heads picked. Uh, they said. Uh, pick a uh, out of the box start, you know, p- prediction for the game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco MVP. I mean, if he's the MVP of the game, the Chiefs might have won by multiple touchdowns. Yeah, I, listen, I, I do agree that if the Chiefs are running all day, because if they run well, they'll throw well. Mm-hmm. And so, if the Forty Nine ers don't stop the run, which is why I think that we're going to come out and see like. Seven, eight in the box, or the linebackers all leaning forward, the safeties leaning forward to come stop the run because I think they've been, you know, Lewis Riddick said it today that they've basically been, you know, beating into their head about how bad they've been against the run the last couple of days. And so he expects them, you know, that, that Wilkes has been all over them about they got to get on it. So I think they're going to be chomping at the bit. If I'm, 
Andy Reid, I'm play action and over the top. I think he's going to come out throwing, and then they'll get to the run later. That's what I think the game's going to start with. Oh, I can see that for sure. And I can almost see the 49ers maybe trying that a little bit too. Uh, we'll see. You know, first, the, the worst case scenario for the 49ers is Chiefs win the toss, they defer, Niners come out, they run McCaffrey on first down for minus one, three and out later, and then they're like, oh boy. Because. There's tremendous amount of pressure on the 49ers in this game. They've been good for a while now. They lost a Super Bowl they had in their grasp. There's there's really real pressure on Kyle Shanahan. There's real pressure on Brock Purdy. Uh, so I, I think that uh, that's another advantage for the Chiefs. Yeah, I do too. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we're talking to Danny Klinkscale, uh, brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. EastonRoofing.com is where you can find Joe Spiker and his great team. Happy to help you out, whether it's residential or commercial. Uh, guttering, insulation, they do it all with Easton Roofing. Estimates are always free. The inspection is free. No payments collected until you're 100% satisfied. They're the only folks that will be able to write you a 30-year warranty on commercial flat roofs. Take care of your business today with Easton Roofing online at EastonRoofing.com. All right, the Joe's Kansas City Barbecue Burns end of the hour answer. What was the first Super Bowl to begin after 5 p.m. Central Time? Ooh, uh... It's got to be pretty early. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't remember that many daylight Super Bowls, so... How about 11? The last one to begin before 5.30 Central Time. Um, God, I think I think we, we like Raiders-Vikings. Uh, you both have guessed the same game, and you're really close. That was the last game uh, to begin before 1 o'clock local time. That was the next year, Super Bowl twelve, Cowboys, Broncos, 5.17 p.m. Central Standard Time. Kickoff. Oh, that's so weenie. So 13 minutes. You're going to call us on 13 minutes. We gave you the last day game, and you're going to call us no. on 13 minutes? No, he, said it was the last minutes. One. he said it was the last one that started before one. Before one local time. 11 was. Uh, yeah, 11 started at 12.47 p.m. Pacific, yeah, one forty-seven. But, but I thought the question was, when was the last one that started before five thirty Central Time? I said before, started after five p.m. Central Time, <laughs> so it was an evening game after and before five p.m. The la- then the first one, yeah, the first one to start after five p.m. Okay. Central Time. Right. I mean, it's, it's better. <laughs> we were close. <laughs> no, so you were close because you were only off by a year. I'll take that. I'll accept that. Nailed it. Um, you know, but I think we were pretty damn close. Yeah, you're off by a, missed by one year out of a course of fifty plus. Pretty good. I, I, yeah. I do think that, like most things, the NFL has settled on a pretty much perfect start time for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's early enough that no matter what happens, you know, even East Coast, it's starting at six thirty-two. West Coast, it's not so early. I mean, it couldn't be better. And you get all the time in the world afterwards that people can soak it up if they want to. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good. 
Uh, by the way, I know we've got folks that are still coming out here. I've seen a lot of people from Kansas City, a lot of people, you know, maybe making more of a weekend of it instead of a whole week since it's, you know, old hat for us. But uh, if you get out here, uh, the Las Vegas Country Club has the LIV event here. We played uh, cards. We played uh, blackjack with a guy who had just been out there and said it's amazing how close up you can get. Um, like the access is amazing. They're like less strict about a lot of the things. He said he had an absolute ball. Uh, the final round is tomorrow, and the prices are super affordable compared to what you might have paid at uh, some of the uh, you know other PGA events that are out there. I mean, I, we couldn't have got a bigger glowing review at the blackjack table. Guy was in from L.A. said he goes to the PGA event in L.A. all the time. Said he loved this event. Said it was great. So if you're looking for something to do, uh, the Las Vegas Country Club is a historic country club. Like mm-hmm. Dean Martin, and there's all. Yeah. These great stories that go with it. So uh, check out the LIV event that is uh, going on. Final round. If you're listening to us on the app and you're already out here in Vegas, get over there for round number two today. Uh, final round is tomorrow. They're not going to compete with the Super Bowl, but a uh, great event. Uh, and they're pretty smart. They're going to do this at every Super Bowl. They're going to chase it around. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. But uh, this this one is a historic country club. So if you're looking for a, a great event this weekend, uh, get over to the Las Vegas Country Club if you're coming out here. Here, uh, to the uh, Super Bowl, uh, Todd has already, or excuse me, Danny's already ruined it by making his <laughs> prediction. Well, uh, twenty-three. What was it again, Danny? Twenty-three, twenty-two. We haven't heard Todd's prediction. Like an official prediction? Yeah, now? I want an official prediction. All right. Um, I kind of like. I don't like that exact score from Danny, but I, I, I don't think anyone gets a thirty. So give me Chiefs twenty-seven. Let's say 24. 27 24. 27 24. Um, Curtis. Uh, Chiefs 27 21. 27 21. Uh, Saran. Adam. No, Adam. Oh, Adam, you, you, Adam doesn't count? No, he counts. He, yeah. I thought he was the. I mean, we'll sandwich the locals the for those one. of us that are out here. 26 17 Chiefs. Mm, 26. How did they get to that number? Four. Because I'm at 26 2. Miami. I think four field goals, be, I four think tutties, field goals yeah, two tutties. I, I think there's going to be a lot 26. of field, field goals in this game. Uh, I will go 26-20. He's just pointing out the worst hair I've seen oh, the yeah. entire day. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> nice. I'm hey, not going to go. I should take hats? a picture. Pictures or it didn't happen? No, no. This, he this, could this, use a big hat. This it, is a guy who looks at himself in the mirror and goes, not so bad. Yeah. But then, no, everyone behind him, no, it's not so good. Yeah. Not no, so good. No. Yeah. He, he's got uh, something he's bringing from, like, the sideburns over the top and front. But not enough to get it all around the back. It's a, it's a, oh, the boy. back end is a convertible. Oh, so, boy. yeah. I'm sorry. Derailed it. Yeah. 26. No, but, but he, he, he makes it subtle by having it jet black when he's about 70-some-odd years old. Perfect. So, you know, what could go wrong? You know, what could go wrong he there? He can't. He can't. Uh, yeah, no, I like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nobody can beat Dick Hoops Weiss for the worst. <laughs> this was uglier, Danny. Oh, no. No <laughs> way. This was just a flat toupee. Yeah, I mean, but it was this a was a guy. This was the third of a of a Hoops Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. This is, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'll go. I'm gonna go take a picture and send it to you guys alone. I'm not gonna tweet it. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm getting off the headset. I'm gonna get a picture and send it to you okay. guys. All right, there it is. Uh, Todd Lebo, <laughs> a man on a mission. I'm uh, gonna take a photo of some poor sob that doesn't realize if it, it can't, it can't beat city. hoops. Can't beat hoops, wise. It's pretty rough, man. A, a red toupee that was so old that he was still bald in the back. 
and it was the wrong color. It didn't match the hair that he still had on the side. I'm, I'm seeing some pictures. Uh, Holy smokes! It's unbelievable. That's, that's strong. It's un- oh, it, that that looks that's sweet compared to what it looks like in person. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot some fo- pictures yeah. out so folks know oh, what we're talking about. Wow. It's uh, hard to believe. Uh, and that, that, uh, those are good ones, Sir Curtis. Believe yeah. me. Well, all right, good to know. Uh, yeah, I got 26 because I think a lot of field goals, I think they've figured out that threes are fine and it's okay to take a three. And I think they're going to I think they're gonna move the ball. I think they're going to get into range. I think they're going to score a couple of touchdowns. I, I think it might be – I think it's close for the first half and the Chiefs wear them down in the second half and pull away. And the 26-20 might even be an oh, by the way, like we're 26, we're 23-13, uh, 26-13, then 26-20. With like, you know, okay, are they going for the onside kick? Yeah, here well, it is. Then, They've got two timeouts. And- all right, Seren, but you are sitting out there in the land of milk and honey. Why are the why are the 49ers favored? There, it's there's got to be a reason. It's absolutely terrifying to me. Um, I have, I, 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 I am... Yes, I can't tell you. I, I don't know. I, I have no good answer for that. And it scares the hell out of me. And usually this would send me running to the 49ers. But um, I, it's the Super Bowl. And, you know, I thought Fat Jack gave us good advice. He's like, listen, every time they bring it down under two and a half, uh, under two, they get hit with big bets on niner people. Uh, you know, some big syndicate guys are betting 500000 or a million dollars. And so he said it definitely won't go over three, but they're holding it there. I think this is where the analytics community has a disconnect. I think the math, I think the sports books are largely run by mathematicians. And they're holding because they think they're going to get all these bets on the Niners at the end. And they don't want to be heavy. Uh, and all these, all the guys that are waiting to bet are like, you're not going to go in 87% of the bets on the Chiefs. You're, you're going to have to balance this out, and you're going to have to come down. So I think it's more about that than it is this is actually what they think is going to happen. I think this one is a, a fight between the big bettors and the odds makers, and it's not a true indication of the game. But I also think the analytics can't catch up to what Patrick Mahomes is. Well, also, I can't. I think the analytics some. Uh, if you look at the base, you know, the full season, then the analytics would be, you know, really good for the 49ers, but their playoff analytics aren't good. And now that's a small sample size. And as I said, the danger is the fact that the 49ers play their best game. You know? Well, and I think that's part of it as well. Like the recency bias is that the 49ers aren't very good. Right. And the Chiefs are seemingly are a championship team. Well, but I think that, but I think that's their way. Right, but I think that's the people hitting the, the bets and the analytics right. aren't seeing that. And I think there is there is an eye test there and I think the eye test is that the Niners who who said it to us earlier, I don't know if we've played it or not yet. Uh, we're coming home with lots of great stuff that you're going to hear tonight, Saturday, Sunday, uh, all leading into the game and of course we have the game here on Sports Radio 810 WHB with the great Kevin Harlan calling the action. But I, I think that's part of that's that's my point is that I think the analytics can't catch up to this. I think the analytics look at the whole season and they say okay, the Niners are the whole season. And I think the Niners are who they are now. Right, and which is hard to tell, and you got, I think you can have a good or a bad day now, no matter what you are. But I think the Niners, to a degree, peaked earlier, and I think the Chiefs are just now peaking. And I think Andy Reid is almost like a guy who's figured out this is the team he's got, and now he's exploring new ways to win this style. And I think he's going to have new stuff. 
Well, he always has something up his sleeve, and so does Steve Spagnolo. Now, will he do what has been done in the past when a team tries to shut down a heavy running team and other teams have done it to the 49ers, which is play a, a 6-1 defense, which Steve Spagnolo has also done. Uh, so... And, and can the 49ers cut through that, which they've done that, too? I mean, they've run the edges well, uh, but they've also, you know, a big part of their playbook is to get the ball deep, and the Chiefs' defensive backs have just been great. So, again, multiple ways for the Chiefs to get to it. 49ers need to play from in front, and McCaffrey has to have the requisite big day, and Brock Purdy can't turn it over more than one time. I think that's kind of similar both directions, too. I, I don't think either one of these teams wants to have to try to catch up. I don't think the Chiefs want to see Bosa just reared back and coming at him. That's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think the recipe is pretty similar. That's why I think it. if I'm wrong on 26-14, this might be like 17-13 or something. It might be more of a rock fight. Right. Uh, we'll see. Danny, we're going to let you go. we got Donovan McNabb coming up here shortly. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll see how we do, and we'll break it all down next week. That sounds like a great plan. Danny Klinkscale, the man, the myth, the legend. He's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. No payment collecting until you're 100% satisfied. Find him online at EastonRoofing.com. Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Seren Petro with you as we broadcast live at Radio Row, Super Bowl 58. Of course, you'll hear Super Bowl 58 on the home of the NFL, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our coverage brought to you by Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino, Deep Esquale Moore, Injury Attorneys, and the Low T Center. Do you know your numbers? Go to LowTCenter.com to get your levels checked. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We turn to an old friend. Uh, at least for me, Donovan McNabb <laughs> is with us uh, here in the program. Uh, former Eagle commander and Viking quarterback, and of course Syracuse Orange. Yes, uh, Donovan, how are you, sir? I'm doing outstanding. How's everything going? Things are looking good out here, besides the rain, but it'll be it'll be okay. Yeah, this is what they wanted, right? Uh, last night they have a big party, and it's 44 degrees and raining. That's what they thought they'd get in the <laughs> desert. Hey, well, I live out in the desert, so I'm used to it. I think. Uh, you know, coming from Arizona, I was well prepared with the turbulence that I got hit with flying in. Um, you know, went to the hockey game last night. My nephew played, uh, and they lost their streak that they had in, in 15, 16 games in a row with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, losing to the Knights. So my week's off to a, a wonderful start. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what you wanted, right? Yeah. Just, but but listen, do you what, what do you think? You played in this game. Yeah. What 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 are the guys you know going through mindset wise right now? Are they just climbing up the walls, trying to get out there and play? Is it? I remember when you played in Jacksonville, we actually saw you. I won't mention the steakhouse, but oh. it, it it might have been out back oh. where you and some of your teammates went to eat. because yes. we we bugged you there. We're like, hey, and I and I went over and said. By the way, Syracuse guy, good luck to you and everything. Was that a wonderful Outback Steakhouse? Yes, it was. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, those wings and the Caesar salad, yep. the, oh, the Wallaby Darns. Oh, oh, I can't I'm, remember. I think I'm, uh, I'm an Outback guy now. Was Todd Pinkston on that team yes, with you? he was with I us. think he was with you that night Absolutely. at dinner. Absolutely. The skinniest guy on the team. Yeah, yeah. And he was Ate there. a lot, too. And now he's one of the coaches with the Chiefs. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's funny how it all comes full circle. Well, but you guys seem pretty chill and relaxed when we saw you at dinner that night. What, what's the mindset like? right now well it, it's the same as what you've seen us did and it was early in the week i think it might have been a tuesday or wednesday yeah. when we were out uh and the thing about it andy allow us allows us to be ourselves and so when you have a head coach that knows your personality knows what kind of ticks get you going um he's gonna allow you to just hey focus on football we're gonna watch film we're gonna go over to install we're gonna do the game plan uh when it's over you guys get away get away from football clear your heads have a little fun we're going to really start to bear down 
by by Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so, you know, you'll see a lot of guys kind of doing the media stuff. You might see them out eating dinner. I've seen a few Kansas City Chiefs uh, eating some early dinner last night. Uh, and I just talked to them, and it was the same thing. He was like, Andy, Andy just told us, hey, get away. You guys spend some time together, enjoy spending with family. Um, curfews at whatever time, 11 or so. You know, let's let's make sure we understand why we're here. But I also want you to get away and, and take your breath of fresh air. We're talking to Donovan McNabb, the first player in NFL history with more than 30 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions in a season. Did you know you were the first guy to do that? Absolutely. Okay, so Absolutely. Sure. It's been said a lot. I mean, <laughs> I, I had a completion, a streak that went on that was broke by, uh, I think Alex Smith might have broke that. But, um, you know, it, it's when you look over your career, and it's not so much always, a, hey, I made this Super Bowl. It was the fun times in my 13-year career of being with the guys, yeah. uh, of working hard in the offseason, those guys coming to Arizona and spending a week with me to train. Uh, we spent time throwing and eating and barbecuing and hanging out in those bye weeks and then our families getting together and having family time, the holidays. Uh, those particular things are what you miss when you now retire and move on from football. Uh, the... Regular season games, no one cares. Like, especially like all of us, we're just like, ah, football's on. All right, we're watching the game, order wings and pizza for the kids and for us. Uh, and then it's playoff time. That's where we, we played, we, we bled, we worked hard to get to the playoffs. Playoffs and Super Bowl. And this is the exciting time right now. What, what is the key for Andy Reid? Why, why has he been so successful? Well, he brings in the good character guys. He brings in those guys that are, go- are willing to work and sacrifice and are our team guys. Uh, and as you can see, a lot of those guys that he brought in, they don't last very long. Those aren't team guys. Now, you get what you get out of them, and, yeah, you're gone. We're moving on. And he replaces them with one or two players. And so he keeps his core guys together where he allows his leaders to control the locker room, control the practice, control everything. And when game comes about, he has the almost confidence that they're going to be able to lead in the game to get them that big win. And that's what you see with Patrick. That's what you've seen with, with us and the Philadelphia Eagles. We've had winning seasons, multiple winning seasons because of that. You know, if I got hurt, if Doc got hurt, we still were able to carry the load with guys that filled in because they were well prepared and understood what was expected. Is he a player's coach? Is he a disciplinarian? Is he a little bit of both? What is he? Early, early couple years, he wanted to be the disciplinarian. Make sure everyone understood what was expected from him. And then three years, four years, hey, coach, can I talk to you? Yeah, come on in. Hey, coach, on the field, I don't like this play. Okay, we'll take it out. Hey, you know what? I like this particular play. What do you? I like that, coach. Okay, I'm going to keep that in. He's that guy, that relationship guy. We can sit down and talk. We'll go over a game plan. Coach, I don't like this. I don't like What do you think about this? Okay, let's add that. Uh, let's see if we can get him the ball more. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Hey, how's the family doing? Yeah. Family good? Like, Coach, what you eating tonight? Yeah. Uh, why you ask? It's like, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, uh, Coach, I'm watching. I know what you're eating. It's like, uh, stay out of there. Like, yeah. But, you know, we, we just have fun. And even now, like, I talked to him. I waited till probably four or five days ago to congratulate him on making it. Because I knew his phone was blowing up. I right. knew he was, he was getting all type of calls and texts and all. And I texted him. I said, hey, congratulations. I wanted to wait. You know, because I know you were getting flooded, but just wanted to wait and congratulate you. I go, you know, I'm two and zero when I talk to the team. And he go, he sends me the whole itinerary for the week. Pick a day. So, where are you going? Uh, I may go tomorrow. 
Um, I, I like to stay away from really the, the Saturday, Friday, Saturdays. I might end up having to go maybe on, on Friday, but I like to go earlier in the week when those guys kind of are still in their groove. Right. And get in there and, and talk to them when they're still loose and, and having a good time. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. We're talking to Donovan McNabb here in the program. Andy Reid, to me, one of his successes seems to be his 12-month calendar. Right. Like, I feel like nobody does more in March, April, May, June, July, before the, you ever get to the dog days of the season, than Andy Reid. Right. Is that, am I perceiving you're, that you're, right? You're 100%. And, and that's, that's the thing about Andy is most people take the off-season where they, you know, spend time with family, vacation. He's doing that, but he's also working. And so he'll tell me, at, like, before the season end, what's your plans for the summer? And, you know, when you hear that from a coach, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, should oh, I, I tell won't. him I'm taking vacation? Some? And I'm like, coach, I'm, you know, I'm just going to get on it. Like, normal routine, you know, take from family family time. Kids get out of school in June. We're going to probably take a couple trips. but And he knows I like to work out. And he's just like, okay, so – I want you to come in for for the first two weeks of workouts, and I don't want to see you until OTAs. And I go, uh, so just the first two weeks? And he's like, just the first two weeks. Let the guy see you. I know you already be working out. Come in here, control the locker room, control the weight room, get everybody going. I'll see you at OTAs. Every year, boom, first day I'm there. Hey, working out the first two weeks? It's like, I'm gone. Because he knows my routine. Yeah. He knows my He knows he doesn't have to. He knows have, exactly right. what. His thing with me was, you're you kind of buff. I'm like, yeah, ready for the pool. <laughs> He's like, can you throw? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, coach. I'm good. He's like, okay, good. Okay. And I have the guys come out, and we all work out and have fun together. So. Now, speaking of buff, like, you, what do you, how much more do you weigh today? Like, and when I, by the way, it's, you look like you're ready to play middle linebacker. Or maybe even I'm not I'm giving you a over. edge. I'm switching DN. Yeah, I want to get physical. Uh, you look I mean, like you could. I, hey, I, the way they hit me, I want to hit them the same way they hit me. No, I'm just joking. You, you, but you clearly I, enjoy lifting weights. I, I, I've put on, I've put on probably about 15, 15 to twenty pounds more muscle uh, than I did when I played. And did, when you would do that, and he obviously had a little concern. Can you get well, too big to throw a football? You can if you don't stretch. Right, and the thing that I've always done is I would during during my career was I had a massage twice a week, I had a stretch stretch therapist I worked with twice a week, um, and working with our trainers where I was in the weight room three days a week. This is before the game, right? Um, so Monday and Tuesday I'm in the gym with the strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, Tuesday I have my massage and stretch. Uh, Wednesday practice Wednesday Thursday Friday I see my massage therapist and my stretch therapist. But Friday, I also work out again. Okay. And so, and I'm running out on the field after practice every Thursday or Friday. So it's it's a routine that I had that when he walked past early in the morning and he looks in the weight room and then me and the strength coach, we look at him and I already know what the conversation's going to be. But but it helps, like like I always I tell my kids, I like having worked out. Yeah. I don't like working out, but I like having worked. I like to know that I did it. I got my fat ass in there. I did something to try to be better. You genuinely enjoy the workout. I though. enjoy working out. I'm actually going to the gym in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I feel better afterwards. Right. And that time where you, you're kind of questioning, it's like, hmm, maybe I could order that dessert or – 
maybe that slice of pizza might might go down well, but it, yeah, it may make me feel those calories that you burn allow you to have that right. slice of pizza. You're playing for a tie. A- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, hey. Yeah. We'll fold them. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm about 200 games under 500. Uh, it's okay. The calories but have, it's have when gotten you start. me. It's when you start to now when the continuation. Yeah. And everything we do is about consistency. We're talking to Donovan McNabb here in the program. Let's get our final four in here. Four quickies brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. I'll start you with this. Who wins? What's your prediction on the game? Kansas City Chiefs. What kind of uh, score are you feeling with it? Uh, I'm going to say 27-17. Okay. Um, and, and it's going to come down to turnovers um, of who will who will capitalize on the fumbles or interceptions and what defense will be able to get off on third down. And so I look at it in a sense, and the reason I, I say Kansas City is not so much that I'm biased, but uh, kind of, but – you watch how Kansas City has gotten to this point. Controlling the clock, being methodical with the ball, no turnovers. Defensively, kind of a bend but don't break. You know, it's still that Buffalo game could go either way, but it was a bend but don't break. Okay. And so that second game, the AFC Championship, was a little bit different. You know, it was it was what we expected from Kansas City. Yeah. It's the direct opposite with San Fran. People are questioning, including myself, that they really may not have deserved to be here. Right, right. You know, but they did what they had to do in the second half of those games because those teams allowed them to come back and win that game. Now, I'm not taking anything by any by any means to, from Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy did what he had to do in that second half to get him there. But can you have a first half like you you did right. against Kansas City and expect to come back in that second half? All right, from what we've seen. They're giving me the wrap, so we'll go real quick here. How many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes win in his career when it's all said and done? Five. How many more years does Andy Reid coach? Four. And tell everyone what you told me before we started here, that the toughest thing you've ever done is hosting the Five Spot Podcast. That broadcasting is, without a doubt, the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Uh, being on the cover of The Sexiest Man magazine. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but it probably will be. <laughs> Donovan, it's always great talking to you. Thanks for giving us some time, buddy. Enjoy your week, buddy. Take care.